Welcome to Young's Court Podcast, episode 13. And this has been a great week of basketball. So much happening in the NBA as we approach the All-Star break. And most importantly, we had LeBron James, who passed Kobe Bryant for third on the all-time scoring list. Only behind now, Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And what does this actually mean for LeBron in comparison to Kobe, who has five championships, two finals MVPs, and one MVP? And LeBron himself has three championships, four MVPs, and three finals MVPs. And um, for LeBron, it just puts him on a new pedestal with some of the greats in basketball as he's already reached it. And this season for him has been a great season. You know, you look at how many years he's been in the league, and now he's up to 10.7 assists, and he's leading the league in assists, and he's eighth all-time on the assist um, all-time assist list. And it's just like this guy, we're really watching, you know, greatness and and the legend at this point, and it's it's time for, for people to stop, you know, saying that LeBron can't do certain things and looking at his career and not actually, you know, like it and having to respect a lot of what he's done. 16 All-Star games, Kobe Bryant 18 All-Star games. We start comparing these guys. You know, for me, it's, you know, Kobe has five championships, so it's hard because championships are really the banister of, you know, what makes a great player um, to me. But he's also got to be, you know, getting finals MVPs and, and, and really helping lead his team to a championship. So... LeBron, great career, and I really think he's going to set the NBA scoring record at at this pace. I mean, in his health, he would only need three to four more seasons to do so if he was averaging 23 a game or more, and this year he's averaging 27 a game, so it's just pure greatness. Also, um, we were lucky enough to see uh, Zion Williamson um, return, playing his first games of the NBA season. Uh, It was the talk of the week, the hype of the season to see the number one pick. Um, And it's like time and time again, we're getting these number one picks that are, you know, either sitting out for a season, unhealthy, not starting the season. And it's very refreshing to see him come back and be able to play. And especially we're seeing a super efficient basketball player. Um, 22.7 rebounds, three assists in 18 minutes of play. 17 points in the fourth. And uh, four four from three point range, and what really was impressive to me um, was the fact that he really seemed to be pacing himself. He started off the first quarter in his first game, kind of like just seeing you know what he was capable of doing. He wasn't out there forcing the issue. He's out there looking to pass. He was actually getting double teams, which I was could not believe in his first game. Uh, the Spurs were giving him tons of respect, and uh, he's just you know it's, it's great to watch a player that. Um, he knew how to pace himself, and in the fourth quarter, he had made it. He had survived his first game. He was super winded in the first quarter, by the way, at the end of the first quarter when he came out. Um, but he really turned it on in the fourth quarter, and he's got different gears, which is great to see. Um, clearly, he needs to get in better shape uh, right now. You know, 285 is, you know, I don't know if he's really 285 now or what his weight is now that he's came back, but he's noticeably huge out there and noticeably was huffing and puffing um, after his first game, but, you know, this guy, whatever they say about him not being able to shoot, well, he had time to work on his shooting while he was injured, he said, 
And, um, you know, if you're going to leave him that open or you have to play off of him that much, clearly, I mean, he can knock down an open shot. Um, But, you know, it's just going to be, you know, we get one guy with LeBron, like I just said, who is reaching the end of his career, you know, the last few years of his career. And then we get another great player like Zion Williamson who comes in and, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for him and, and what he's able to do. And it's a great tool for the league to market. Um, and, and he's going to have a great career pending that he's healthy. Um, second game, 15 points and six rebounds. Um, and the second game against Denver, only played 21 minutes in that game. So, again, uh, you know, Zion's off to a great start. And the question I have is, can he still win the Rookie of the Year? Uh, you know, because he's been out for so long, and John Morant has been playing fantastic. And I would say the answer is yes. Um, it would take him having to play clearly the rest of the season. But if he's averaging 20 points and eight or nine rebounds, you know, because right now he's two games, he's about six and a half rebounds. Two games, he's about 18 points per game. Um, and he's not even playing heavy minutes yet. So it's like this guy is capable of getting that 20 points per game or more, you know, for the remainder of the season it's not it doesn't seem like it's super difficult for him because he's such a good passer he scores mainly around the rim and he's shown that he can knock down um an open shot or three and we haven't even really seen him like running the court you know finishing you know in transition yet the highlight reel type stuff that we were accustomed to with him and um as he gets in better shape we're going to see more and more of that um, I just had to throw in a quick plug before I go to the to the All-Star game and start talking about that. McDonald's All-American list for high school basketball announced, and I saw nobody from New Jersey on there. Very disappointed, but congratulations to all the McDonald's All-Americans and definitely um, to New York, uh, who got one, uh, the kid from Stepanak. Uh, he's going to North Carolina. Look forward to seeing him and... People are saying Sharif Cooper, who was going to Auburn, is actually from New Jersey. So maybe we did actually get one in essence, but he's playing down in Atlanta right now. Um, so McDonald's All-American game something I always like to see because that gets to tell us, you know, the product of the future for the NBA. Normally those guys are, some of them are one and dones and they make it to the league. They go on to have great careers. We've seen some of the greatest players play in the McDonald's All-American game. NBA All-Star Game, captains Giannis and LeBron. Um, it's It was obvious they would be captains this season. Giannis is number one to me right now in the MVP race. LeBron is number two. And LeBron's really making a strong push for MVP this season um, with his stats and, and how he's leading the league in assists. It's just he's having an incredible season. But Giannis is just, you know, his team is so dominant. So, you know, we're, they're 40 six games into the season and they're 40 and six right now and they're beating teams by an average of 12.6 you know points per game and that's just incredible um they also the starters are besides those captains in the west are Luka Doncic, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard and in the east we have Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Joel Embiid and Pascal Siakam and uh I think uh, we can clearly say this year and every year, you know, there's some players that are based on the same line, some guys that deserve it, some guys that don't deserve it. 
Um, I, I think it's pretty credible this year, although I think there were a few people that got snubbed. We can definitely question in the East not putting in Jimmy Butler. Um, 20 points, a career-high seven rebounds, six assists per game. And the way Miami's playing is really a credit to him. And also the fact that they have multiple guys playing well. Um, but I think what hurt his uh, his stock to be a starter was he wasn't eligible as a guard. He was only el- eligible as a forward. So uh, maybe that's, that's the reason why he couldn't get in. And then um, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, this guy could be arguably be the defensive player of the year if you watch him play this year. He's definitely first-team all-defense. There's no doubt about that. He's 16 points, 8-8 eight and eight this year. Um, and I would have loved to see him be an all-star starter. Uh, he definitely be- belongs in the all-star game. And the knock on him is always his shooting. But this season, it's been, if you really an NBA savant or you love NBA basketball, it's great to see a player who has that type of intensity on the defensive end. I remember I was watching the Nets game recently, and he was just, in the fourth quarter, just took over defensively, and that's the reason why I felt that the Nets lost that game. And then we also have in the West, we Jokic. You know, the only thing that for him that makes him, to me, somebody who probably should be an all-star starter, even though the West is so tight and loaded, is the fact that he played in all 44 games. Um, he hasn't taken taken a game off, so he's played in every game that his team um, has played so far this season, and not to, to you know name names with the other starters. Um, that has not been the case um, across the NBA All Star starters in the West. Um, so what's next for the NBA All Star game? Next, the coaches um, will pick the, the seven reserves from each conference, and it will be announced uh, actually this Thursday. And then Thursday, February 6th, the captains will draft their teams from the, from the pool of uh, All-Stars. Um, and that will definitely be on TNT live to watch. That will be very entertaining. And then we have the All-Star game on Sunday, February 16th in Chicago. And all the activities clearly are that weekend. And I'm looking forward to a great All-Star weekend. All right. Uh, power rankings. A few changes in my power rankings um, this week, and you know this has been an incredible NBA season. I know this year, um, for the first time, the NBA had games in Paris during the season. Um, so Milwaukee went over there and won. Um, and, and the NBA is just expanding globally, and I think that was ultimately the goal of David Stern, really to bring basketball across the borders. We saw that, you know, in China. We're seeing it in the summer. We saw it in India. Um, Now we're getting to Paris. The game is really expanding in Africa. So I think the the more that we expand the game globally, the better for basketball. Although I do question, are other countries catching USA in basketball? And I think that's the question that we're going to have to figure out this summer at the Olympics. If the best players play, there's not a doubt to me that USA will win, but it's going to be more about how they win, how close the games are, and if the gap is closed. And I do think that the gap is narrowing, although it's definitely the best basketball resides in the United States. But we're starting to see these other countries have a lot of players in the NBA and having a lot of talent. 
developing players at a high level. And just the, their way that they are developing players is much different than here in the United States. So um, that going forward in the future, that's going to be something we need to continue to monitor and watch. All right. Um, power rankings. Top 10 for this week. At 10, I have Philly. They're 30 and 17. Um, Embiid getting hurt and Josh Richardson being out. Um, has really made other players step up um, for a team that's really looking for depth. And um, they are also looking for outside shooting, a team that still needs to consider making a trade for a shooter. Um, but last night they played at home against the Lakers. They weren't controlling the majority of the game. Ben Simmons is really a game-changing type of defensive player, as I talked about before. And... Um, they have, you know, Tobias Harris playing very well, um, gifted score, and they had a lot of other guys contribute um, last night, which is great for Philly. They're going to need more of that. For a team that we really thought could be one of the contenders um, for the championship, they haven't really showed out like that thus far. At 9, I have Houston, 28-16. and 16, Still sitting at uh, 5 in, in a bunched-up Western Conference. Um, team that another team like Philly that should look to make a trade deal to make a real playoff push. I mean, is this team going to be a team that gets out in the first round, gets out in the second round um, without a, another, you know, another option on their team? I think they really need another hustle player off the bench, like like a stretch four. Um, that would really help them. <coughs> but, um, they, they need to look to really um, make that trade if they're looking to win a championship. And right now, I don't think with the roster that they have, can they beat either of the L.A. teams. And they would it would be a tough series for them against Utah, uh, Denver, some of the teams in front of them in the West. Um, at 8, I have Toronto, 31-14. and 14. Pascal Siakam is an all-star starter. Uh, let that resonate. Who would have thought... That and also um, thought that they would have this record this far into the season. Um, when we started the season, they, Toronto has really developed a lot of players on their roster. They have tons of confidence after the championship, regardless if they lost Kawhi or not. And they're just carrying that into the season. And, you know, this is a team that's definitely making the playoffs in the East, sitting at third in the East right now. And I just say, you know, their matchup right now would be Philadelphia. Would Toronto beat Philly in a seven-game series? And I would probably have to say yes. Um, so, you know, Toronto has really done the right things as an organization to to make their, their team and their roster um, have a chance, uh, you know, in the playoffs. Whatever that chance may be, I do not know yet. At seven, I have Denver, 31-14, fourth in the West, and they're... First round playoff matchup and seeding looking ahead will be extremely important. Uh, you know, this is a good team, very deep team, young team. Who they play is going to mean everything. And at six, I have Boston, 30 and 14. Um, one of those great at-home NBA teams with a load of scoring options. It's great to see Gordon Hayward 
healthy. Um, you know, he's had multiple injuries um, recently in his career, and he's back, and he's a viable scoring option. Um, and he's playing great basketball as well as Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Um, they, they have a, a good team defensively, also some athleticism, size. Uh, I really like Boston, and I really think they can come out of the East. Rap five, I have Miami, 31 and 14. I'm um, starting to become a heat believer like the rest of the league. Um, this team is great at home, 20 and 2. And they're definitely going to get a, a, a home playoff series, you know, because right now they're in the two seed. And, you know, if they continue on this pace, you know, that's probably going to guarantee them to get out of the first round. And then we'll see what happens with this uh, Miami Heat team that's led by Jimmy Butler. At four, have Utah, 32-13, and 13, up three spots since last week. Ten-game winning streak since the Jordan Clarkson trade. Team is playing very confidently right now. Uh, really like Utah. Uh, very good trade. And um, it's a team that's, that's deep with scoring options. Good defensively as well with Rudy Gobert, um, defending defensive player of the year. At three, I have the Clippers, 32-14, and 14, hanging at the three spot by half a game um, to second place in the West. And it's kind of unbelievable. They are still only four games back from the one seed considering their load management strategies. Uh, But this is just a good team, a deep team. Um, Great bench play as well. And the Clippers are one of the the NBA's best teams, if not the NBA's best team. Um, And I don't think we can base that on record when it comes to the Clippers based on the way they, they maneuver their roster for certain games. At two, Lakers 36-10. and 10. Um, I saw a, a, a tough loss at Philly um, last night, but, you know, LeBron still passed Kobe on the scoring list, and, and that was the highlight of the game. And at one, I have Milwaukee 40-6, and six, eight straight wins in dominant fashion, too, as well as a win in what looked like to be um, a nice trip to Paris for them. Um, you know, it's, it's the way they're winning. Uh, they're winning very easily. And this is the NBA's best team. Everybody can come out and say that. They, they just have a lot of shooters. And they are not just winning. They're winning convincingly. Um, and, and they're moving the ball. And they're solid defensively. Uh, this, is a, this is a dangerous team. Uh, I just would like to say, uh, you know, thank you again, everybody, for listening to my podcast. Um, off to a great start in 2020. And uh, I can't wait uh, for next week. Thank you.